0: Welcome to Furniture Industry News for January 19th, 2024, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the residential building sector's improvements, the increase in ocean container rates, fluctuations in furniture and home furnishing sales, Fannie Mae's positive economic forecast, the challenges and optimism in the furniture retail industry, IKEA's expansion plans, job cuts at Wayfair and Macy's restructuring efforts, Year over year, the residential construction sector in the United States has experienced increases in housing permits, housing starts, and housing completions. This growth indicates a positive trend in the industry, which is expected to continue as interest rates decrease in the coming months. According to the monthly report from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, housing starts in December were 7.6% higher compared to December 2022. Building permits also saw a 6.1% increase, while housing completions rose by 13.2% compared to the same period in the previous year. In December, there were a total of 1,495,000 building permits issued, which represented a 6.1% increase from December 2022 and a 1.9% increase from November's rate. Housing starts reached 1,460,000 in December reflecting a 7.6% rise from December 2022, but a 4.3% decrease from the revised November estimate. Additionally, there were 1,574,000 housing completions in December, a 13.2% increase from December 2022, and an 8.7% increase from November. The surge in housing construction activity suggests a growing interest among consumers in newly constructed homes. This positive trend in the residential market may also stimulate furniture sales as more individuals move into new or existing homes. The report further highlights regional variations in residential construction activity. In the Northeast, there was a decrease of 17.9% in building permits compared to December 2022. However, housing completions increased by 18.3% during the same period. The Midwest experienced an 8.2% increase in building permits, while housing starts in the South rose by 10.2%. The West saw a 3.1% increase in permits issued, but a 16.3% decrease compared to November's numbers. Overall, the data indicates positive growth in the residential construction sector, which is expected to continue as interest rates decline. Spot ocean container rates have experienced a significant increase this week, rising by an average of 23% to reach $3,777. This rise in rates can be attributed to the ongoing conflict in the Red Sea. The current rates are now 82% higher compared to the same week last year, according to Drury's shipping tracker. In recent weeks, container rates between Shanghai and European cities have surged, while the increases to U.S. routes have been relatively modest. However, this week has seen a massive spike in rates for United States roots. Rates from Shanghai to Los Angeles rose by 38% to $3,860 and to New York by 35% to $5,644. These current average rates are the highest since October 2022 and are 166% higher than pre-pandemic rates in 2019, which were at $1,420. Interestingly, just three months ago, rates were six percent lower than their pre-pandemic average. The rise in rates can be attributed to the ongoing conflict in the Red Sea, which began when Yemen's Houthi militants started attacking container ships passing through the Suez Canal. As a response to the Israel-Palestine conflict, ocean carriers have redirected their ships to travel around the Cape of Good Hope, which extends the journey by approximately 14 days and increases costs. Additionally, The situation has been compounded by a drought in the Panama Canal, prompting carriers to switch their freight to the Suez, only to face further diversions. This increase in container rates has had an impact on furniture importers on both United States coasts. Some are experiencing minor delays, while others have opted for major redirects. According to the U.S. Department of Commerce's advanced monthly estimates, furniture and home furnishing sales in December fell by nearly five points compared to the previous year. Adjusted sales for the month amounted to $10.783 billion, a decrease of 4.7% from December 2022's $11.313 billion. Additionally, December 2023's sales were down 1% in comparison to November 2023's adjusted sales of $10.897 billion. For the entire year, Furniture and home furnishing stores reported an estimated $133.597 billion in sales, reflecting a 5.4% decrease from 2022's figures. In terms of overall retail and food services, December sales reached an adjusted value of $709.89 billion, marking a 5.6% increase from December 2022's $672.336 billion. Additionally, When comparing to November 2023's $705.981 billion in sales, there was a 0.6% rise. Looking at other categories, gas stations experienced a more significant decline in December with a 6.6% decrease, while building material, garden equipment, and supplies dealers were off the pace by 2.3%. On the other hand, food services and drinking places saw an 11.1% increase year over year. Health and personal care stores electronics and appliance stores, and motor vehicle and parts dealers reported growth of 10.7% and 10.3% respectively, compared to December 2022. Fannie Mae has revised its economic outlook, shifting away from a prediction of a modest recession to a forecast of positive but below-trend growth for this year. Their recent report highlights encouraging news regarding mortgage rates, with Fannie Mae's Economic and Strategic Research Group anticipating rates to drop below 6% by the end of the year. This reduction in rates is expected to stimulate the existing home sales market. The ESR group foresees a significant increase in annualized existing home sales, projecting 4.5 million units in Q4 compared to 3.8 million in the same quarter of 2023. However, the report acknowledges that a complete recovery to pre-pandemic rates is still some distance away due to the persisting issues of supply shortage and affordability. On the positive side, the forecast predicts a rise in new single-family homes, surpassing 2023 levels in terms of new home starts and sales. Home prices are also expected to increase by 3.2% this year, a slower rate compared to the 7.1% growth witnessed in 2023. Doug Duncan, senior vice president and chief economist at Fannie Mae, believes that a gradual recovery in home sales and mortgage origination activity will commence in 2024, alongside a slow-growing economy. The expectation is that mortgage rates will dip below 6% by the end of the year, while home builders will continue to contribute to the new housing supply. Although the revised forecast indicates a more positive economic backdrop, it still acknowledges the presence of uncertainties and downside risks. Consequently, the potential for a recession remains, albeit to a lesser extent. In summary, Fannie Mae's outlook for 2024 demonstrates a shift from a predicted recession to a forecast of positive growth. Factors such as lower mortgage rates and an increase in new single family homes contribute to this revised perspective. However, risks and uncertainties persist suggesting caution in completely ruling out the possibility of a recession. As we enter into 2024, it is safe to say that 2023 was not a year that many furniture retailers will remember fondly. After experiencing a surge in sales following the COVID-19 pandemic, the momentum gradually slowed down and retailers found themselves having to rely on different messaging and techniques than they had since 2019. Additionally, High interest rates resulted in a decrease in housing starts, meaning fewer new homeowners were in the market for furniture. Despite these challenges, many retailers were able to exceed pre-pandemic sales levels, albeit with some disappointment when comparing to previous profitable years. Here are some insights from retailers about their experiences in 2023 and their outlook for the year ahead. Retailers characterize 2023 as a return to normalcy or a gradual return to normalcy. After the unprecedented demand in business during mid-2020 to the end of 2022, retailers welcomed the opportunity to settle back into a traditional rhythm of business. Some notable accomplishments for retailers included successfully managing sales in a challenging environment, opening new locations, remodeling existing showrooms, and improving customer experiences through enhanced training and credit options. Difficulties primarily stemmed from the decline in demand compared to the pandemic period, Retailers addressed this challenge by focusing on the basics, internal growth, customer experience, aggressive promotions, advertising, and inventory management. Recruitment was also noted as an ongoing issue, with incentive initiatives put in place to attract top talent. Looking ahead to 2024, retailers generally expressed positivity and stability, with a focus on customer relevance, affordable ownership options, and tightening inventory focus, Retailers anticipate sales growth of 1% to 3% based on historical performance and macroeconomic factors. Anticipations of a declining interest rate and an improved housing market contribute to an optimistic outlook. Overall, retailers are seeking improvement opportunities and emphasizing the importance of customer service in the coming year. While challenges remain, Retailers are confident that they can navigate the ever-changing retail landscape and continue to provide quality products and experiences to their customers. Top 100 retailer IKEA U.S. has announced its plans to open four plan and order points with pickup locations in 2024. This announcement coincides with the release of the company's 2023 Annual Summary, which highlights its achievements in areas such as affordability, sustainable practices, automation, and equity and inclusion. Javier Quinones, CEO and Chief Sustainability Officer at IKEA US, expressed his pride in the progress made over the past year in reducing environmental impact and ensuring affordability and accessibility for customers. The new plan and order points with pickup will be located in Austin, Texas, the Atlanta metropolitan area, and two locations in the greater Los Angeles market. The Austin location is expected to open in the summer of 2024 in the Domain Shopping Center. These new format stores aim to increase accessibility for customers and provide support from IKEA experts in planning and ordering home furnishing solutions. In addition to the announced locations, IKEA US will open plan and order points with pickup in Annapolis and Gaithersburg, Maryland, and Katy, Texas, with more locations in the pipeline. Throughout the year, more details will be shared about each location. The 2023 annual summary also highlights IKEA U.S. its record year, achieving over $6.3 billion in total sales despite prevailing economic challenges. The company focused on affordability through reduced prices on hundreds of products, as well as seasonal deals and discounts. It made strides towards its goal of becoming climate positive by 2030, launched new services like As Is Online, and expanded the buyback and resell service, and advocated for legislation aligned with its values and mission. IKEA US also emphasized employee benefits and inclusion, providing gender-affirming covered medical procedures and sharing demographic data for leadership and coworkers. Overall, IKEA USC is committed to expanding its reach and providing quality products and services while prioritizing sustainability, affordability, and inclusivity. Wayfair, the online home retailer, has announced that it will be reducing its workforce by 1,650 employees, representing 13% of its global workforce and 19% of its corporate team. This move is part of the company's efforts to align its workforce with its cost structure and is expected to result in annualized cost savings of more than $280 million. The costs associated with this reduction, primarily severance and benefits, are estimated to be between $70 million and $80 million. In January 2023, Wayfair had previously cut 10% of its global workforce as part of an ongoing cost restructuring plan. CEO Niraj Shah addressed the employees, stating that those in North America would be notified via email about the impact on their roles, while workers in Europe had already been contacted. Shah emphasized that while there are positive aspects of the company's performance, such as profitability, efficiency improvements, and customer preference, there is a need to have a clean organizational model that provides a foundation for future growth. Wayfair acknowledges that it had excessively hired during a robust economic period and deviated from its core principles. Moving forward, Wayfair aims to focus on high-value activities and follow a few key principles. These include eliminating secondary or tertiary work efforts, determining appropriate levels of seniority and management span, reducing excess senior management, and right-sizing the ratio of engineering partner functions teams to engineers. Shaw remains encouraged by the company's share gains, despite challenging revenue growth due to persistent category weakness. Wayfair will provide its full earnings result for the quarter and year-ended December 31st, 2023, during its February earnings call. The company operates under several brand names, including Wayfair, Josh & Maine. All Modern, Birch Lane, Paragold, and Wayfair Professional. Macy's Incorporated is implementing a restructuring plan that includes reducing management layers and laying off 3.5% of its workforce, which will take effect on January 26th. The cuts will involve approximately 13% of the corporate staff, with a total of 2,350 positions being eliminated. The decision aims to enhance the company's store experience and improve online shopping by increasing the number of visual display managers and upgrading websites. In addition to layoffs, Macy's plans to close five mall stores and sell the properties of two furniture stores that are being relocated. The affected mall stores are situated at Ballston Quarter in Arlington, Bayfair Center in San Leandro, Kukui Grove Center in Lihue, Simi Valley Town Center in Simi Valley, and Governor's Square in Tallahassee. The furniture store locations remain undisclosed. The company's outgoing CEO, Jeff Jeanette, and CEO-elect, Tony Spring, addressed the changes in a memo to employees, highlighting the need to meet customer expectations and generate consistent growth. Macy's has faced significant challenges with a decline in net sales of 7.4% and decreases in operating income and net income during the first nine months of the current fiscal year. However, the company did revise its full-year revenue forecast higher, expecting it to range between $22.9 billion and $23.2 billion, based on its Q3 results. Despite this positive adjustment, Macy's has not publicly addressed a $5.8 billion buyout offer it supposedly received from Arkhouse Management and Brigade Capital Management. Macy's is scheduled to announce its fourth quarter and full-year results in the coming month. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.